Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplify. This is Ken Rashawn. We're in the Voice America Influencer Channel with Andre Adams Miller from the Red Carpet Connection, Executive Director of the Keep Smiling Movement, and we are rocking and rolling with all kinds of books going to all the major media stations, telling stories of the people that are actually making a positive difference in the world, like the two people we're going to have on today. So, Andrea, I would like to bring on these guests as soon as possible. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Actually, just had a great weekend. Um, shared the Keep Smiling movement at Habitude Warrior in St. Louis and at um, another great mastermind down here. So, you know, a couple 300 people are now exposed to great smiles and great energy, and they are so excited about hearing the two guests that we have on today. Awesome. So, so uh, why, is it and, yeah. why is it important to go to these events to share the smile movement? Well, it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll use it in their words. They were like, wow, I had no idea that there were people like you guys so behind trying to make the world a better place with smiles and creating happiness. I mean, they know that there are so many movements in the world, but that we specifically care about how people act, move, love, and feel and have the abundance in their lives by creating smiles. It was just the feedback was unbelievably overwhelming about how excited they are to hear what we're doing and how they want to be a part of it. So I'm super excited that we get to do that, Ken. I mean, it, just the uh, reception was wonderful. Well, I think the, the main equal sign is that a smile is obviously an expression, but really what it insinuates is a life committed in joy. And joy is about actually having freedom to have a life you love. So these two guests are definitely those kind of guys because we chose them out of ManyChat, the ManyChat conference, because they live life with kind of a, a different attitude of just being themselves and golly gee, you might as well just take them as they are because they're going to be joyous no matter what. So let's bring on Matt first. Absolutely, hey, with full love and acceptance. Yay. So Matt, yeah, Matt, Light, yay, Matt yeah. Lights is the founder and CEO of com, And I love it. He is a leader in the chatbot development and education. So what you guys don't know is Bot Builders has created some of the top-rated bots in the world and specializes in monetizing messenger marketing. You know, most recently, Matt and his team, they were selected to build the bot for ManyChat, the number one bot platform in the world. So how exciting is that? And he's appeared on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. And he's been recognized on Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest-growing companies uh, three times. So, I mean, this is a great honor to have you here, Matt. I enjoyed your company and hanging out with you. So, welcome to the show. No, pleasure is all mine. I I love Smilers, so I'm I'm really happy to be here. Hey, she didn't (laughs) include in the list Harvard. I mean, you have even been to Harvard. Come on now. Well, let's clarify. They did not let me into their university. I barely, I barely uh, got out of the Ohio State University with a degree. So it, <laughs> it was for a sport, short speech in and out. They certainly would never have accepted me academically. I can promise you that. 
But you did speak there, and you spoke about a passion that wasn't really related to what you're doing now, but it was an opportunity for me to meet you as a crazy dreamer and a person that actually really, to me, you take life on as a game. And that's why you were actually having that message in, in the Harvard event. So I guess before we go to your childhood, let's talk about the Harvard uh, connection. So what happened there sure. and how did that cause kind of the, what you did now? Um, so the, uh, I was there speaking about um, a passion of mine, like you mentioned, which is actually board games. Um, I love more than anything bringing people together to have real life connections and um, after building a business for many years I kind of was in a place where I, I you know we we've been successful financially and like you mentioned we even got a few awards along the way um, but I wasn't really you know feeling completely satisfied I knew that I had something that you know I needed to kind of bring to the world and uh, stumbled upon board games as you know, originally it was designing board games, and then, you know, I, I quickly recognized that I was I needed some sort of competitive advantage, and I went out and I acquired uh, BoardGames.com, which was a pretty big move for me. And, you know, just to kind of cut to the chase, to be completely honest, uh, wasn't a financial success. Um, you know, found pretty quickly that competing with Amazon and trying to sell uh, pro- physical products that have very low margins in a very crowded space was a it was kind of a, a long haul, but, you know, I'm one of those believers that, you know, if you follow your heart and you just keep, you know, putting yourself out there, you're going to find something. And the last thing I would have ever imagined in a million years is that I would be developing chatbots, which is probably a good portion of the people on the, on the line that don't even really know what a chatbot is. But um, it ended up being something that I thought was intended to, to disconnect people, and I found it to be quite the opposite. And I found this new passion and love and building automated bots to bring technology and people together. And how did that actually occur? Because I'm, I'm guessing that had you not done the, the game board aspect, you wouldn't have actually had the journey to lead you to the bot. I'm just guessing that. But how did that 100%, all connect? 100%, Ken. So we were just kind of struggling looking for a competitive advantage. And uh, truth be told, my previous venture, a, a company I'm still very involved in called Clever Investor, um, our marketing department had approached me two, three times and said, Matt, we should build one of these bot things. These bot things are odd. And I just kept saying, no, no, no. You know, we are a customer service company. We don't want to replace people with bots. Not going to do it. And finally, when I was just looking for that advantage with boardgames.com, I was like, yeah, let's, let's look into this. We need something, right? We need something. And as soon as I got in there, I realized that I could not have been more wrong. I realized that, you know, yes, a, a, a a bot does uh, alleviate for small business, you know, for example, all those frequently asked questions that, you know, those, the, the kind of stuff that just wastes your time. But what I found is that a well-designed chatbot will actually create more connections between humans by helping people get the information they need and directly connect with the best person in which they want to talk to. And you actually asked the answer the next question I was going to ask, which is how is that possible? But uh, I saw at the conference firsthand that people are more excited about working with something that communicates and address their needs on a very frequent and accurate basis. So that all makes sense. What was it that actually caused you to um, become a developer? Are you a developer, right? Well, yeah, I use the 
that, that term pretty loosely. Um, we, as you mentioned, we utilize a, a program called MiniChat, M-A-N-Y Chat. And mm-hmm. they basically they created it in such a way that you don't have to know a darn thing about technology to be successful in building a chatbot and, and, and marketing with mm-hmm. Messenger. So, yes, we do create chatbots and, and some pretty fun, exciting ones, I think. But uh, I am the last person that you ever want to trust with a, a line of code or anything overly technical. In fact, I struggled to even figure out how to, to call in the line this morning. So... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to give the impression that I'm by any chance any smarter than I am. Well, so humbleness aside, you were chosen by ManyChat to actually do something a bit revolutionary for them. So how did that come about? Well, I, I think it's kind of a cool story because once I realized that this is something I wanted to get into, I made the intention to really connect uh, with someone at the company and ultimately ended up being the CEO, uh, Mike Yang, who's just amazingly humble just very product-first leader. And after connecting with him, um, they realized that we were using the program, and this is partially out of just ignorance of how everybody else is doing it, but we were really using it in cool, unique ways. And after, you know, providing just several sessions of just hour-long, I mean, they just kept asking for more feedback, more feedback, more feedback. Uh, Eventually, just from that giving of just, you know, how can we help you guys make a better product, Eventually, they're just like, well, you know what? We actually need a good bot, and you seem like you know what you're doing. You know, would you help us? So it, was, it certainly wasn't a typical sales sort of cycle. Uh, it really did come from just having intention and giving back as much as possible. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm proud to say that we built a bot for the number one bot platform in the world. So in a way, you were thinking outside the bot. Well said. Come on now. Come on now. I, love it. I like it. I like it. Loving it. Yeah. No, but but because uh, of your your gamifying mentality, you actually looked at things differently than someone that is a programmer. So where did you get this education of? I, I mean, I'm assuming all this. So I assume that you yeah. played games, and that's why you got into the game. Uh, I guess necessity of bringing people together. So what is it about gaming that makes it so interesting or what happens in your brain that causes this type of differential way of approaching life? Yeah, and despite the Harvard introduction you gave me, I couldn't get too deep into that other than the fact that, you know, growing up as a, a child with ADHD and you just the typical learning environment just doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for so many where it's just like blah, 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 take notes. It just never worked. But there's just something that comes alive in all of us when we're, we're learning and we're doing and we're involved. Um, it's just, it, it, things stick. And, you know, there's, I just feel like we live in this world where we're all so disconnected. We're all staring at these screens. And I personally don't even, it's really weird. Like, people are like, I've been trying to get a hold of you on Facebook. But I don't really use social media a whole lot. You know, if I'm not working, I try to be disconnected. And I, I saw gaming as a way to really do that and bring people together. And believe it or not, it's growing, as I shared at Harvard, it's growing like gangbusters. Um, so this was a way that I could sort of, in building a bot, like I said, it's gamified. You know, imagine, you know, what is a chat bot? Well, imagine you, you, rather than a company connecting via email, which is this one-way communication, a bot creates this two-way interactive experience. And it's just, ultimately, it is a game. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. And my head just worked like that. And I'm like, man, if I can make, you know, communicating with a business fun, interactive, and effective, and it's a win-win on both ends, hell yeah, let's do this. I'm in it. So I love that. 
by the way, Matt, everything you're saying is on point, but I want to go a little deeper because I just had my son a couple months ago, like really two months ago, say he's, he's six years and change. He turned six in June. And he said to me, yep. out of the blue, teach me chess. And I was like, that's cool. I'm not, a, I'm not the ultimate chess player, but chess is a game of, of actually critical thinking and problem solving yeah. because it, it's very dimensional. And so he asked me that. And this past week end, he beat me three times and I was trying like I was trying to win, wow. and he beat me. So that's scary on one level. But the other thing wow. that leads me to this question is what happened in your life that caused you to have games be so prominent? Because I know it's about the mission of connecting people, but what was it that helped you understand that that was going to help people actually have a more fulfilling life? So tell me about your childhood. Tell me about what it was that happened that caused you to be willing to invest to go to Harvard to speak on this topic. Well, and I thank you for sharing that story, Ken. And you know what that did is it brought back um, <clears throat> playing chess with my grandfather, which is, uh, he died when I was relatively young. It's one of those uh, major things that, that sticks in my brain is, is my relationship with him. So, I, you know, I think right there is, it is enough in and of itself. But my major moment was actually when I was on an airplane, and I had just, I had very, very tough year. Uh, a company that I built, it was my first business that had done, you know, anything, you know, like a multi-million dollar kind of company. And, I, and as fast as it grew, I lost it all. And it was just a really, really tough year. And I, I was on an airplane flying back for the holidays to see my family. And, I, you know, I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, I got skills in this, connections in this. And I was like, you know what, Matt, forget it, man. You are smart enough. You've, you know, been through, like, you can do what you want to do. I was like, what makes you happy, Matt? And I'm on my way to see my family for the holidays, and every Christmas we get together around the table and we play board games. And I said, you know mm. what? I'm going to design a board game. And I just kind of swear I pulled out a notebook, and by the time we landed in Columbus, Ohio, I had the rules written out. On my way to my parents' house, I grabbed all the supplies that I needed. I, as soon as I got there, I didn't even talk. I just cut out all the pieces. Next thing you know, I got a game. And we sat around the table, and first, time we played and I think from what I gather this is very rare everybody laughed and connected and I saw that real bonding and I said man this is, this is something I want to get into well you know you are like the dude like the big Lebowski <laughs> you're like the guy that brings it on the stage brings it to the bot brings it to the game actually brings it to abundance I mean so what That's is it that yeah, and, and by the way, the compliment is well deserved. I've seen you on stage. I've seen you at Harvard. I've seen you two years in a row. You play big. So, what is it? Not that causes it, but what is it you can tell the audience that helps them become the dude? Um, I'm going to try and make this a quick story, Ken. But I had an experience when I was 18 years old where uh, I I took what I thought was my very last breath on this planet. Um, I had. I, I grew up with asthma, and uh, because I just kind of overpushed myself and overexerted myself, I was waiting tables, and, and literally both of my lungs collapsed. And you know, long story short, I it, not that I was struggling to breathe; I literally could not breathe. And um, I just remember looking up. I was, you know, sitting in my brother's lap, and you know, I was turning blue. I was dying. You know, I was convulsing, and. You know, I thought I was done. And it's just at that moment, the only thing that really went into my head was like, 
okay, Matt, that's your story. You know, that's, that's what you've got. And how do you feel about that? And I didn't feel really great about it. And, you know, it's certainly it's an unfair advantage to have gone through an experience like that. But, you know, now if I get that opportunity to, you know, to come on a show like this or to, to spend a few minutes with somebody on stage, I just, you know, I know that if I can just make that little bit of impact to help make sure that their moment, uh, that they look back and, and really feel good about, you know, the stories that they created, then I'm all about it, man. Well, that was extremely vulnerable. And I, I want to address that because without that experience of having air, which is nece- necessary for life, you don't appreciate life on the level that someone gets air. And so yeah. that finally tells me why you're so humble and why you are such a real person on stage. That's pretty cool, Matt. That's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Ken. Thank you, buddy. So I actually want to do something a little wacky because the next guest <laughs> is Trevor. Normally, we are saying we're putting two people together that don't know each other, but you guys met each other at the event. And I do want to drop a couple nuggets on what you can tell people about bots and why it's important. That's going to be in a second or two, but I want you to actually address the next guest that's coming on, Trevor. When you met him at that event, you declared him as your best friend in the whole world. And I want to say, why was that? How did that happen? <laughs> um, uh, you know how it is. Uh, and, and I always say, I'm, I'm usually famous about two days out of the year when I go to an event like that. And, you know, besides that, nobody in the world would ever recognize me for any reason. Um, but during that weekend, you know, a lot of people wanted to come up and say hi to me. And when Trevor came up to me, he, he absolutely captivated me. Like, this is a guy who not only, I mean, you know, most people would lead with, like, you know, his background with what he's done at Facebook, and hopefully we'll learn a lot about this, is tremendous. And most people would try to really razzle and dazzle you with, with their knowledge. Um, but what was amazing about Trevor was that he just off the cuff started freestyle rapping. It wasn't just like he was rhyming. Th- I mean, he was like taking from the conversation and I'm like, this, this is a, this is an interesting cat. And, you know, I like to surround myself <laughs> with people who are a little bit weird. So I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, he's, he's a lovable weirdo to say the least. No doubt. And by the way, when I met him, he took what I said and turned it into a rap instantly and in front of me Instagrammed it to Eminem. So I think Eminem's going to be using what I said to him as his next hit song. So this is cool as hell. So I know Andrea has a quick question for you. <laughs> Andrea has a quick question for you and I want to ask a couple gold nuggets about bots and then we're going to go to break. Go ahead, Andrea. Cool. Well, so Matt and I talking about hysterical laughing, just, we're just having a ball the entire time. And Matt, you shared something with me about your family values that just blew me away when it relates to what Ken and I are doing in the world. Please share. Yeah, I'm, uh, any organization or, or group that I'm involved in, I believe absolutely that it, at its core it needs to have strong values, and there's nothing obviously more important than family. So we, as a, a collective group, we set it on our family values. And our very last one, our signature family value is keep smiling, verbatim. The exact oh my gosh. same slogan that you guys are are spreading across the world. So <laughs> I was very moved to see that, and I I could not even think of a better mantra. Well, I, I'll that tell you, this away. was going to be the sh- this was going to be the show where we actually threw away family values and all values, and now you've reinstilled <laughs> the fact that we want to have values again. 
Look at you. <laughs> Look at what you just did, Matt. All right. Family uh, is kind of important. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go, to, let's go to these bots. Let's go to the bots now. So we have like four minutes or so. Drop down some nuggets of how businesses benefit, not, by, not just by having bots, but by having the right bots, the right technology to actually, I think what I heard mainly at this, on the stage was having 15% to even up to 200% increases in their profit based on how they actually integrate this. So go ahead and share that. Yeah, in every organization is different. And what's great is it's not only businesses, but any type of organization, nonprofit, whatever it might be. <clears throat> Ultimately, think about the way I describe a bot in my, my spiel is that, you know, imagine if a, an online funnel, like something you're using to capture information, and an email marketer, which most people kind of get, met on Facebook and had a love child. So imagine you've got the ability to capture a lead and then cultivate that lead into somebody who takes action, whether that be to buy something or whatever that might be. Generally speaking, when people think of a bot, they think of support, right, which is a very, very major function. But when you've got, I mean, and this is just, I think, generally in business these days, there's such a small line in between sales and support because it's ultimately it is the same thing. And what a bot can do for you is it can take, uh, it can allow you to generate leads to bring people into your world communicate with those people using automation and connect those people to yourself or the people in your organization. And when it's done right, uh, and again, we recommend ManyChat or, or to come check out, you know, what we do at Bot Builders. Um, when it's done right, this can be a seamless thing that really connects all of the pieces within your business in, in a way that we just kind of dreamed of this stuff until it finally came a reality. So in a way... Mikkel Yang uh, created ManyChat to be the terminator of anti-customer service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it really, I, that's, I always do that because people think of AI and all this crazy <laughs> stuff, you know, like, it's just, we, we literally create chatbot characters that are these friendly, happy robots, and it's just, people love it. Like, they absolutely love it. And they know that at any time they mm -hmm. can connect with who they need to. But it's just, it makes it fun and interactive. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, and the people mm -hmm. on stage are showing real numbers of real engagement and real profit and real customer service. So this is not some kind of, like, facade of buy-in. You're not going to be pleasantly surprised. This is actually, you're going to be massively surprised with how effective this is because... In this day and age, I think the, the number one people, thing people say their experience in life is overwhelm. Overwhelm means companies too. Mm. So they cannot yeah. deal with sure. the amount of communication. So you need assistance. And if you can't afford the assistance when you're competing with China and all kinds of other <laughs> aspects of how you actually sure. stay competitive in a, in a communication world, bots make sense. And cleverly program bots by people that have a heart cause the bot to care about the human on the level that they it. need to be cared about. It's it's that simple. Yeah, well, that, that and just a quick plug for, you know, like that's why we created BotBuilders.com. Ultimately, it was that feeling of overwhelm because everybody who, you know, it's now getting to the point where more and more people are hearing about chatbots, but they're just like, whoa, you log in and you're like, where do I even begin? How do I start? So what we did is we took um, really the best bots in the world and, you know, that's not by us, that's ranked by Facebook 
And we took our bot and we made it in such a way that it can work for any business. And instead of like trying to figure it out on your own, it's just literally step by step by step by step. I mean, is that damn cool that Facebook is actually at that event? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, this is and two years in a row. They're, they're betting on. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, they're all in on this. So they really, they want to make sure that this <clears> community <throat> thrives because, you know, it's, and, and anybody who's out there, you know, if you're a spammer or you don't want to do it right, please don't get into this because right now it's like, it, it, it's not, it, it's Facebook's world, you know, and, and, and Ken, it's worth noting that bots are coming to all different platforms. I mean, mm-hmm. what's cool is build a bot now and you'll have it for, you know, Instagram and WhatsApp and iMessage and something called RCS, which many people don't even know about yet, which is going to be the new SMS or the new text message. So um, yeah, it's just one of those things that's like, it's at that point where more and more people are starting to learn about it. But if you want it, my recommendation is if you have an opportunity to take a shortcut, take it. Well, you're in the new frontier, and I applaud you for actually seeing that. And the fact that you have Keith Smiling as one of your main values, I know you're not a nonprofit, as you stated on stage at ManyChat, but I am actually very excited about having the conversation after the show about how Keith Smiling has the bot that actually serves humanity, but also actually creates the abundance it's supposed to do, because that's what a bot does. It actually expedites the uh, the sales cycle so that people get what they want and they get it the way they want it. So congratulations on what you created. And we're going to be back Thank with you, you at the end of the hour, at the end of the hour for the, uh, the uh, rapid fire. So we're going to go to break. This is Ken Rashan with the influencer channel with Andre Adams Miller, the executive director of the key smiling movement. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that break. We are back with amazing second episode. This is Ken Rashan on Amplified Influencer Channel, Voice America with Andrea Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection, Executive Director of the Key Smiling Movement, and we have Trevor coming in very soon. So, Andrea, would you please introduce him? I will. Well, talking about making best friends with people quickly, I had the pleasure of meeting Trevor Goodchild, and I have been on the phone with him every day since. He is a social, emotional, 
learning expert, helping students and adults develop leadership skills and the confidence needed to live their dreams. Now, the most interesting part is he came from being a homeless teen living in a cardboard box to becoming a college graduate, a Facebook tech, and one of the most important people behind uh, Facebook, what I've learned from what people have talked about him, and an author. And he has changed lives through his motivational mindset uh, programs that he's developed, um, been coaching for 14 years. He's from Austin, Texas. He's Super wonderful. He teaches self-efficacy and really shares so much about his life with people that they just become so engaged that they want to work with him, they want to talk with him, and they want to learn how they can change their lives. Trevor, welcome to the show. I've enjoyed all the hours I've spent with you. It is such a pleasure to be on the show and to meet you and Ken. Uh, you're both very caring people, and you're just amazing, and I'm very, very grateful to have made your your Well, I, I have so many questions for you, Trevor. First question, I guess, is a reaction to the first half hour and how Matt fell in love with you. So talk about that friendship and how it became your best friendship. Okay, this is this is news to me. <laughs> I didn't know Matt. <laughs> Thought that uh I was uh of of notice <laughs> and worth noting. Um so I've noted that. <laughs> um so I have a real intuitive sense about people. Um, you know, when you grow up living on the streets, one of the survival skills that really helps you is being able to identify stranger danger. Well, adds a few dimensions onto that uh, beyond just stranger danger. And you just kind of get the sense about people. And when I saw Matt, even from the audience, um, you know, and sitting and watching him speak on stage at the mini chat Conversations Conference 2019, there was something about him that emanated to me that he was a really good person that was very heart-focused. So the first thing that I actually said to him when I came up to him when we talked later on at an after-party show or uh, get-together, rather, was how impressed I was with his personal energy and his vibration that I felt that he was just a really good person and I enjoyed hearing him speak and that he was a good speaker. So I didn't know that this was reciprocated in any way. Uh, that I mean, I didn't think he didn't like me, but I didn't know that I was his best friend. But if we're BFFs, that's fine with me. <laughs> well, I, I think you're heading there, and I think I'm perpetuating it, I hope, because you're both very good people. And speaking of good, I mean, what if your name had been Trevor Badchild? Do you think that would have affected you? <laughs> I think words have power, and I think it's up to us to determine how they affect us. And I wouldn't rule out, you know, subconscious issues that I think we all have. But I think it's all about deciding what we want to make something of, because several different cultures have reappropriated words that had negative connotations to mean something different and own it for themselves. Fair enough. So... There's not a lot of people that have had, and I use the opportunity word a little loosely here, to be living in a cardboard box. But I'm going to say that knowing who you are, that became an opportunity because you're able to relate to anybody on any level. So how did that happen? Well, um, I was living with my father at the time, and uh, he... He was, uh, you know, physically and emotionally abusive, and it was getting really bad. And there was an attempt on my life. I had to basically run 
and develop self-efficacy at, you know, warp speed eight uh, and figure out how to take care of myself. I ended up living on the streets off and on for several years. Uh, the, the off part was when I was in uh, different foster homes or boys' homes, which were not really a great experience either. Um, I ended up actually being best taken care of when I was living on my own on the streets or in uh, a LifeWorks homeless shelter. And so at one point I found myself living in an alleyway by a dumpster and a cardboard box, which, you know, not just cats like, you know, I can see the appeal for why cats like boxes. (laughs) They offer shelter. And I'll never forget, you know, around 1999, laying in this box as it was raining at night and the sound and the pattern of raindrops hitting the top of that box will always stay with me. So Trevor, you know, with that description, there's a lot of people that have a choice when they're hearing that pattern and that pattern can lead to killing, being self-destructive, hateful. Why has this happened to me? And they can also lead to what I don't even understand which is who you became. So how did that happen? You know, I, I am very thankful. I had to grow up a lot before I realized how much I had to be thankful for. You know, I was always involved in the community of Austin, Texas, where I'm from. And one of those pursuits was involved in actually being part of a juggling society. So I would actually, even while homeless, go to a church where we met and we would juggle together. And so one of the fellow jugglers, I forget his name now, um, he referenced various philosophical books to me. And so I managed by some way or another to obtain some of these, whether that's through the library or you know other free resources. And so I'm living on the streets and I'm reading sociology, I'm reading psychology, I'm reading philosophy. And I'm basically teaching myself how to process what I'm going through. Hmm. That that is absolutely insane. So you work a lot with kids right now, right? Yeah, I'm a motivational youth speaker. My keynote presentation is Mindset Matters because it does. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I mean, just like Matt and Andrea said, when you're at an event, you come across differently than other people. What I experience is other people are there to find out what they can learn and what they can get from the experience. And what I saw from you is you stand back, you observe, and you see what you can contribute. And that's quite a unique strategy. And I don't say that strategy from a standpoint of manipulation, but a, a strategy from a standpoint of you actually take it all in and you use what you know to actually see how you can serve and create a future. So tell me about that. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, Andrea because she she's someone that I when I met her immediately I felt in that same intuitive sense that I did about Matt that she's a really good person. And so I want to say I really appreciate her. And I want to also combine that by saying I really appreciate you, Ken. And I had a really good feeling when I randomly started talking to you at the internet marketing party when you were taking pictures. Because, like, what is it about Ken? There's something there, right? I felt that. And so on that, on that, I want to compliment you on your incredible powers of perception and observation because that is quite a detailed observation. <laughs> um, 
it, it wasn't a strategy at all. It was I know. kind of I a know. new p- pivot <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had in how I, I do business. And it's, it's something that's kind of just been evolving. When I, I went to Jeff Walker's launch con last year in Orlando, Florida, and I forget which, it might have been Mastin Kip, who's also kind of a self-help guy, I think he said something. He said that when you reorient your marketing message and your business to reflect your sense of purpose, you will attract other people that resonate with you on that level. And so that's kind of where I've been operating from ever since and how I even got invited by Mikkel Yang to the Conversations Conference is incredible in of itself. Everything, the way the confluence of events happened effortlessly, I don't even understand it, but I'm, I'm following it. I'm seeing where this goes. Well, let me explain that to the audience. So you were at TNC, completely unrelated in ge- geography, somewhat related in theme, but you met him and he invited you to an event that is your hometown and an event that actually is very connected to what you do in life. But you got invited. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, I got a personal personal invitation uh, to the Conversations Conference uh, from the founder <clears throat> of MiniChat, Mikkel Yang, who mm-hmm. is such a cool, down-to-earth person. And I think his heart's in the right place for why he's doing what he's doing, too. Totally. I mean, I've seen him two years in a row. And so is Matt. And I can tell you, when you see him two years in a row, it doesn't change. He puts his heart first to share with the audience what his vision is to help humanity be more abundant. I mean, I think that's kind of a cool way of saying that he wants to make businesses prosper because they're overwhelmed with the minutiae of communication. And it's so cool. Because who can handle 400 texts or 400 messages a day and serve them at the level that a bot can? Hey, this is the communication coming in, this is communication going out, and what is going to be said is going to trigger what I need to help serve that person next. And I think too many people are hearing bots as replacement of humans. No, humans don't necessarily want this job. Businesses can't necessarily afford to pay for the person to do this job. And this is a program that helps expedite customer service. So with that said, how did you actually get attracted to this particular conversation? So I had known about this, this conference coming up, and I had actually been in the hospital recently due to a respiratory issue. So I really related to uh, what Matt was talking about because I had was swimming at the YMCA uh, and the chlorine, they'd over chlorinated the pools and I had an asthma attack. I don't have asthma. And I was rushed to the hospital and I was on a breathing machine for several hours uh, because I couldn't breathe anymore because the chlorine had somehow reacted with my lungs. And so I was, you know, not really in a position to afford any new expenses due to the hospital costs. And so this whole you know, I really admire a lot of the speakers there, like Rachel Miller. I'm in her Facebook group, and she's incredible about organic reach and engagement. I got to have lunch with her, and, you know, she's one of the people I really wanted to see there amongst many others. So I was very well aware of the conference coming up and the fact that the person who is, you know, creating this entire conference invited me there was incredible. 
but he heard about the work I do in the community um, and with the kids, and he really wanted me to be there. And I'm so thankful that uh, I went and met people like yourself and Andrea and Matt. So let's so let's make this show serve you because uh, all you do is actually ask people. In the first second you met me, you said, "Hey, I worked at Facebook. I think I can help you. Let me know how I can help you." And I think that's what you do for everybody, and I, I don't say that from a standpoint that that's your program. I think that's your heart, and it's very important that people are acknowledged when they're giving all the time that they receive. So how can this show and how can Andre and I and Matt help you serve your mission and also create abundance in your life? Well, it's very kind of you. Um, you know, what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to be that person for other people that I wish I knew when I was going through living on the streets in and out of, you know, even abusive foster homes. Uh, you know, I, I wish I had someone to say, hey, these are the, the tools that you need socially and emotionally to succeed in life. I just had to get a job, how to keep a job, how to maintain healthy interactions and relationships with other people, family, friends, professionally. So what I do with schools and the motivational speaking that I do there. It's vital right now. This is an investment, not just in academics, but in the future stability of these kids' lives and their ability to maintain how they can keep smiling, how they can have happiness in their life. And, you know, the more I can organize with other people to speak at schools, to develop programs that I'm creating to help kids get through the thick of things, to understand what tools they have at their disposal, the better. And so, you know, any networking on that aspect or, you know, I do social media consulting also for those that need help with Facebook platform stuff. And so if you know anyone that needs help with that, send them my way, you know, or if you know of any schools anywhere that could benefit from someone that can share about how to get through such a journey, because there's an epidemic right now of homelessness in schools, which I wasn't aware of until recently. This is actually a thing now. And it's rising, you know, the economy, everything else is contributing to what's going on. So if these kids can have someone there that uses rap, that uses real life stories, that doesn't recite, rehearse speeches, but always talks off the top and it's always real, it's always authentic and shares, hey, I've been where you're at. Here's the difference between like a static mindset and a growth mindset. This is how you can get beyond this. This is how you can develop better connections with your peers. This is why college is good, not just for a degree, but for exposure to new perspectives. You know, I think that it's really needed right now. So, you know, any way we can work together to bring that to more schools, high schools, middle schools, colleges, I think that's vital right now. Well, I think that this show, in essence, if it was recorded and dropped into a, a book, a key smiling book and sent to every school, that would be a gift in itself. But if you turn it into a page that has a bot that actually serves these kids, I'm blown away by what you're saying, actually, Trevor. Um, I know there's a lot of kids that are in, in trouble at home and they're also in trouble on the street. And, you know, it's it's a choice. And, it, and what they experience next actually causes them to make the choice they make. And so if they experience good next they actually might choose good. And if they experience gang or bad choices, they make those bad choices. And then later on, they either regret or they don't even live to actually acknowledge that that choice is a bad choice. So I want to make your book 
probably one of the most powerful key smiling books of all the 100 we're setting to the networks because you're living actually the message that actually this book was made for. So I'm really, really thankful that you're on the show and that I met you at ManyChat. And Mikhail Yang created this whole environment of people that are dreamers that are actually in a new frontier of actually serving the future for abundance. So we're going to go to um, we're going to go to rapid fire right now. And thank you, Trevor. You're awesome. Yeah. You too. All right. So uh, first question is going to go to Matt. So Matt, what is a book that changed your life? I'm going to say The Alchemist. Um, it's a uh, it's a story that. I love it because it's got a great message and it could have very easily been written as a nonfiction book, but it, it tells it in a story and it came at the time in my life where I really needed it and pointed me to that next step. And here I am because of it. The alchemist. So, so no penalty for long answers, but this rapid fire. So keep them brief. Uh, Trevor, your, cho- yeah. your turn. I really enjoyed reading Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, it's incredible what he shares there about being proactive and, you know, so much more. I'll give you a short. <laughs> okay, and, be, and and actually, before I turn it to Andre, I just want to say, you both were grasping for error, and that was a very significant aspect of you actually choosing the life you have, and that's why I got choked up a little bit, because I had asthma, and there was one time when I had that happen, too. So, Andrea, your turn. Well, as a, a game lover myself, uh, what was your favorite game growing up, Matt? Monopoly. For awesome. sure. I still, <laughs> still get fired up by awesome. game of Monopoly. Trevor? <laughs> and Trevor? Uh, I really like playing Uno. What is it? Fun. I guess Uno. it's a card game. Um, <laughs> yeah, Uno. Yeah, but my son playing- actually... Yeah, Uno is actually pretty cool. And my son likes playing double Uno, which is like you, you get two cards or whatever. I don't know, but he's he's pretty good at that. But he thinks that Minecraft is the world. So he drinks, he drinks, eats, and, and wears Minecraft, Minecraft socks, et cetera. So next question, um, a movie that inspires you, Matt? It might be cliche, but Rocky. I love the underdog story. Yeah, but it's number one. It's number one inspirational uh, sports movie of all time. Go ahead, Trevor. Is it? Believe it. Um, American Beauty, uh, incredible movie about how to have a perception of beauty. God bless you. All right, Andrea. I want to know what song gets you jazzed up, Matt. <laughs> I got to follow up with Eye of the Tiger. I got a theme. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and Trevor? Will Ferrell's happy every day. Oh, nice. All right, Matt, what's a quote you live by? A man is a success if he can wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night, and in between he gets to do what he wants to do. That's Bob Dylan. And this is my son Noah crashing the party. <laughs> awesome <laughs> Trevor uh, it's actually a quote by Stephen Covey um, it's through imagination we can visualize the uncreated world of potential that lie within us beautiful Andrea 
Uh, uh, Matt, what charity do you get excited about um, doing philanthropy for? Special Olympics is my thing. Uh, absolutely love it. It just brings me to life, and I can't get enough of it. And Trevor? Uh, I really like local organizations in my Austin community. Um, like LifeWorks is the homeless shelter I stayed in, so I love supporting things that really helped out. Beautiful. So... Um, Trevor wears shirts that get a lot of attention, and so I didn't get to talk about that in the show. So, Matt, what's a favorite shirt you wear, and what does it mean to you? Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm kind of a jacket guy. Uh, I usually <laughs> wear loud uh, sports No coats. way. And, <laughs> uh, you know, my favorite one, actually, uh, is the one that I wore at Harvard. I call it my Harvard jacket. What, it gives and, me, and I feel like color? I have special powers when I wear it. What color is that? It's it's black with a wild, funky, checkered pattern. Uh, it's very nice. strong, and I wore it with a, <clears throat> a, a Harvard red shirt. So that's my power outfit. And we used the white jacket that you wore on the second or last day of Manny Chat to put in the Key Smiling book, by the way, just for your information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Trevor? That's a hard one. I have to like go in my closet. Oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. So I don't make it. No, no anxiety for you, Trevor. Listen, I'm going to give this to you because you have about a thousand shirts to choose from. You can give two or three shirts what they what they okay. actually say, but you can't go deeper in the meaning. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, the one that you saw me wear, I love, of course, which is Mindset Matters, which is the name of my my youth speaking presentation, but also just my kind of creed, like another quote I live by, you know? Um, and I really love the series Mad Men. Um, mm. And I have a picture, I have a t-shirt with Joan on it. <laughs> I really like wearing it because, you know, I've been in Facebook, I've been in advertising and it's the classic appeal of that uh, era. And, and you were a and, cat, you were a cat on your, you were a cat shirt the day I met you. Yeah, mm. I'm conflicted about the grumpy cat shirt because it's got a <laughs> negative message. He says no. I know, but I, I know it's iconic of grumpy cat. But like, I want him to say something positive. <laughs> yeah, but, but I grumpy, met you that day. Not his thieves. Like, <laughs> I'm conflicted. <laughs> I know, Trevor. But listen, I met you that day at uh, the IM party, internet marketing party, with that shirt on, and I was like, this dude is conflicted. <laughs> well, right, I, I was really hoping everyone saw the humor in that, not the negative I no did. on the shirt, but like the humor of the cat. That's what I was going for. I, I felt the hate. I felt the hate and the lack of values. All right. <laughs> yes, the All right, of grumpy cat. <laughs> well, Matt mentioned uh, Matt mentioned a superhero power, and that is the question I love asking. So, Matt, what would your superhero power be if you could have one? I'd love to have the ability to tame people's ego, um, just to mm. to really be able to take any any person, any situation, and help them to really see the perspective of the other person and just come together without ego getting in the way. Trevor? Cool. Trevor? Uh, I think we are two peas in a pod because I wish my superpower was granting others empathetic intuition to grant someone 
the ability to see the world through someone else's perspective to develop an intuitive empathy. So I think that would change the entire world, yeah. world peace, like everything. Totally. Boom. Well, I'm glad I'm not a guest because I was going to say my superpower was actually being more ostentatious and more full of shit. But you know what? Um, <laughs> we we're going to go with our... <laughs> no, you can't. Actually, that is going to be blipped out later. But um, you guys are both parents. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, uh, Matt, first, um, share how much you love who you love. Well, I'm very, very blessed. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to little Noah, uh, first and foremost, for wanting to be on every radio show that I ever appear on. He got a little segment in there. I'm not sure if you heard him. Um, but then our, our little... A little baby girl, Vivian, who just turned four months old yesterday. So she's now a third of the way through her first year, and she is a little blessing. So it appears that she's going to be the sweetheart, and hopefully she'll be a little bit uh, easier to, to tame, so to speak, than, uh, than Noah. But I love them both with all my heart. Luckiest man alive. All right. Trevor, <laughs> your shout-out. So um, I give a shout-out to my son, Kai, because... He is the reason why I've often been motivated to overcome my own inner demons and get over my own ego and try harder to do better. All right. Uh, 20-second wrap. Go ahead, Trevor. Bring it. What? I didn't know I was if you want. rap as a matter of fact. You can, in the you end, can, you I got a rap from my friend Ken. He wants me to do this. It's ridiculous. Meticulous. I guess I could still spit it because in the end, you got to have the empathy. got to have the sympathy. And I feel like <laughs> yesterday, the afterglow still resonates in the mini chat conversation conference. So I'm glad that we had this conference. <laughs> Amen, Trevor. Hey, Matt, <laughs> Trevor, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for bringing it to this show. You guys are amplified, and you definitely are leading with your heart. So thank you so much. We'll be back next week. This is Ken Rashawn with Amplified Influencer Channel with my co-host, Andre Adams-Miller from Red Carpet Connection and the Executive Director of the Key Smiling Movement. Key smiling and make sure you cause others to smile. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.